the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living live, Like It Matters. And today it's Valentino Day. It's Valentine's Day. It's the day that uh, gifts are bought and sold. It's the day that uh, a lot of people make a lot of money. Uh, But today we're not going to talk about love, although kind of we are, because love, even though we associate it with the heart, is a mind thing. What? What did he just say? That's what I said, that we associate love with the heart. But if you take a look at man, uh, man is a threefold being, although we have two main parts to us, right? We have the logical and we have the emotional. We have the reasonable and we have the feelings, right? But man is a threefold being. Uh, You know, I am a spirit. Uh, However, I live in a body and I possess a consciousness, right? So the real me is my spirit. I'm not my body by the grace of God. Uh, What a terrible one I got this time. The real me is the spirit. It's my essence. It's the the ghost, uh, the essence who lives inside of this body. The body is my medium, it's my tabernacle, it's my tent, uh, and my spirit expresses itself through the body, and I possess a consciousness, right? Plant life exists on a physical plane, right? Animal life exists on a physical and conscious plane, but man, human life exists on a physical, conscious, we call it social, and a spiritual plane, right? In the same degree by which the plant life is separated from the animal life by the inclusion of the consciousness, So man is separated from the animal life by inclusion of the spirit aspect, right? And so as a human being, I have certain physical needs, body drives, biological, physical needs. I also have certain sociological needs, right, psychological needs, things such as love, security, belongings. But listen carefully. Because I am spirit, because you are spirit, I also have deep spiritual needs, I have a need for a meaningful relationship with God. No man is complete without this relationship. Man is made with a subject unto emptiness without this connection. And you got to look at the Bible. When God created man, he built in us a need for him. We are in the God class. We were made for relationships. So in our spirit, there's a thirsting after a meaningful relationship with God. Now, we can debate on what is God, who is God. Uh, Absolutely. So I'm not saying that. But in our essence, there's a thirsting after a meaningful relationship with a higher purpose beyond ourselves. For this reason, I believe man cannot have a full, complete life 
until we have this connection somehow to, to this God. And psychologists call this frustration, by the way. It's the basic elements that create the problems within us. And so Dr. Viktor Frankl came out with something called logotherapy. Remember, he spent years in Auschwitz. And so today we're going to talk about this thing called love, but we're going to talk about it in a man way, in a human way, right? Love also exists on three levels. Eros, which is self-gratifying, self-serving. Phileo, which is conscious, sociological level, emotional level. And then agape, which is spiritual, dependent. And by the way, since I am a man of the spirit and I constantly connecting spiritually in the, in the a different realm, I, I have this feeling that we have a new listener out there. Hold on, I'm getting a name to her. I'm getting a name for, uh, uh, it's Julie, no, Judy. Judy, we have a first-time listener out there named Judy. I can tell right now. And just so you know, I have a little inside information that we actually do have a first-time listener out there, Judy. Hope you're enjoying yourself, Judy. Hey, I want to go back to something I haven't done in a while. I like to tell stories, so I thought we'd give you a little story time with Mr. Black to celebrate Thanksgiving. I mean, uh, Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day. And now, story time with Mr. Black. My dad has a hobby post-retirement. He, he has beehives all over the place in his garden. And what he does is he collects honey. It's very pricey nowadays. Not a lot, but enough to distribute to all his relatives. And so I make it a point to visit him whenever he collects money. A few days ago, I went to his house, and he showed me all the honey he had gotten from the hives. He, he took the lid off a large pot full of golden honey. All I could see on top of the honey was three little bees struggling. They were covered in sticky honey, and they looked like they were drowning. They were dying. They were in pain. They were wreathing. I asked him if we could help them. He said he was sure they wouldn't survive. They're going to die. Unfortunately, honey, uh, casualties of the honey collection. I shuddered at the thought. Imagine one of us drowning in honey. I asked him again if we could at least get them out and kill them quickly. After all... He was the one who had taught me to put a suffering animal out of its misery. He finally conceded and scooped the bees out of the pot. He put them in an empty yogurt container and put the plastic container outside. They were still completely covered in honey and were slowly suffocating to death. It it was painful for me to watch. I know it's just a bee, but still a creature. So we put the container with the three little bees on a bench and left them to their own fate so we couldn't see them what was happening. And because my dad had disrupted the hive with the earlier honey collection, there were bees everywhere. I mean, they were flying all over outside. They were, they were the worker bees. You know, all of them were females who had worked tirelessly to build the hives to make honey to, to serve the queen. Now they had to go somewhere else to restart the entire process. They didn't know where their hive was. They didn't know where their, heat, uh, their, their queen was. They were in an upheaval. Their life's work had been completely shattered by a thoughtless human being wanting their honey. Can anybody relate to these bees? A little while later, my dad called me out to show me what was happening. It was surprising. See, these three little bees were surrounded by their sisters, other worker bees. They were cleaning the sticky, nearly dead bees, helping them to get all the honey off their bodies and wings. And not even one of them had flown away in search of a better place to build new hives. They stopped. They stayed. They were taking care of their siblings, and they felt it was far more important to them than their own survival. I watched in astonishment as two of the bees recovered sufficiently to fly away, but they did not fly away. Even though they could have been relief, they didn't. Instead, they turned around to help the last bee along with her friends. 
After a few more minutes, the third bee had been cleaned and recovered enough to fly. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the signal for the entire swarm, the entire team, to flap their wings and take off in search of a new beginning. You see, the container was now empty. Those three little bees lived because they were surrounded by family, friends who would not give up on them, family and friends who who refused to let them down in their own stickiness, family and friends who had resolved to, to help them until the very last bee could be set free. You know, we can give away chocolates and flowers and gold and diamonds. I know you ladies like that stuff. But let's be honest, be sisters, be brothers, be moms and be dads, be children, be listeners, be peers, be teammates. We could all learn a thing or two from these bees. Why can't we be like these bees? Why do we need a day to celebrate love? Ladies and gentlemen, love is not a feeling. Love is a verb. For God so loved the world that he did something about it. And God tells us that we are in a battle. Second Corinthians 10 says, For though we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of the world. Instead, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We tear down arguments, every presumption set up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. you got to know we're in the battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can make your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, authorities, against the powers, the world darkness, against the spiritual force of evil. It is a battle of love versus non-love. And today, we're going to talk about the battle is in the mind. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. 
To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I, was, I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night, you know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's, it's. It's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Okay. But it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like it matters unique approach allows people to see, hear and experience leadership in motion. Like it matters radio. Radio like it matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today, we are talking about the battlefield of the mind. You know, we got to realize how we operate. You know, we are not this creature called human. We are the, the spirit that resides inside this creature called human. Uh, and we're all in the people business. Uh, I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care how or what you make your uh, paycheck by. Uh, we are all in the people business. Uh, you know, I've done a lot of work with Coca-Cola. And I remember years ago I had, uh, I probably trained about 1,000 Coca-Cola executives. My, my um, CFO on my board of directors is a retired Coca-Cola CFO, financial guy. So I've done a lot of work with Coca-Cola and years ago. Uh, I was uh, training a class, and uh, I think it was, I had a, it was a full of Coca-Cola. I think it was 22 all Coca-Cola executives. And I remember uh, Doug Herndon, who at the time was the, um, he was, I think, the CFO for the Mid-Atlantic region. I think it was based out of Baltimore. And he said, you know, Black, Coca-Cola is not in the sugar water business. Coca-Cola is in the people business. We just sell sugar water to make a profit. And that's interesting. You know, long before Coca-Cola became woke and they bought into the lies of this world, they were a very conservative company, uh, invested in their people, believed in their people. Uh, now they're playing the, the woke money game, uh, and it's disappointing. But we're all in the people business. I remember during the 80 Olympics, I'll never forget it, you know, when the FBI framed Richard Jewell, I think his name was. Again, it was the same guy who did the... Uh, uh, the impeachment uh, uh, stuff for uh, against Donald Trump. Uh, the guy was a joke. He, they framed Richard Jewell, a guy who was a hero. They made him out to be a villain. Uh, same guy who was pri secret counsel uh, of of Donald Trump, and they framed Richard Jewell. The guy should have been in prison, uh, not you know you know doing a a secret hearing on our our president. But I'll never forget it. There was a USA Today used to do that centerfold pullout. Special occasions. I don't know if they still do. I don't read the USA anymore. It's all garbage. And it was, uh, you know, a special event. And inside it was uh, uh, all on the Olympics. I'll never forget it. 
and it uh, it said uh, corporate CEOs treated like rock stars in Olympic Village, and it was talking about an article about and there was a CEO of McDonald's. He was he gave a speech to all these athletes. It was weird, uh, and it was he was treated like a rock star. And in that speech, he said the same thing that Coca Cola, I mean, that McDonald's is not in the burger and fry business. McDonald's is in the people business. We just sell burgers and fries to make a profit. Now, that's such a powerful point because uh, in the beginning, God created. And why did God create anything? Because he wanted things to worship him, he wanted fellowship, he wanted to walk with us, the Edenic vision, uh, you know, Garden of Eden. That we God wanted to reside with his creature, man, he loves us for some reason. You know, it was Valentine's Day. God loves us. And so he wanted to dwell with us. That's what the Garden of Eden was. It wasn't just God walking with us. It was God dwelling with us. And people always ask, well, after the millennial rule, a thousand-year rule of Christ on this earth, why is God going to melt the elements? Why is the earth going to melt and the new Jerusalem is going to come down? Because it's getting us back to before Genesis 3. God's vision was always an Edenic vision that he would walk with his earth, heavenly creation, his angelic beings, and his blessed creation, his children that he loves so much. And see, that's what we're getting back to. God wants to dwell with us, not just in us, but with us. God wants to sup with us. God wants to be a daddy, just like I want to be around my kids. And so we got to ask ourselves, so what's keeping us from living the best life possible, which would be that Edenic vision because God has a preferred will. His preferred will is that none shall perish, right? God has a preferred preferred will. I'm sorry if I'm pa 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 but he has a preferred will, but he also has a permissive will because he gives us free will because why? God made us in the God class, Genesis 1.26. For let us make man in our image under our likeness. So we have to have free will. Uh, we have to choose him. He wants us to choose. Why? Because the gift that's commanded is no gift at all. Uh, all. All you men out there, don't do anything for your girlfriend or wife for Valentine's Day. Go home with nothing. Let her chew your butt out. And then you pick up your little cell phone. And then you order something. An hour later, it comes. You better be careful because this can be thrown in your face. It's going to be used as a cudgel to beat you. The police department is going to file a police report that he was beaten uh, by a, uh, 12 long stem roses. He was beaten by a box of chocolates. He was beaten by a gold necklace because that's what she will do. Why? Because a gift that's commanded is no gift at all. That's why God doesn't make us autumn trump. That's why it's amazing that any two of us can be together. And why am I saying all this? Because the gift is in the mind. Just like man exists on three levels, we have a body. It's carbon-based life form. Do you know what happens to carbon-based life form? It goes back to dirt. Look it up. It is the base element in all the universe. So we have a carbon-based tent. The Bible calls it a tabernacle. It's called a temporary dwelling place. It is my body. It is my vehicle. It is no different than going to your local dealership and look at the thousands of cars out there. Some are big. Some are small. Some have four doors. Some have two doors. Some have big windows. Some have little windows. Some are pink. Some are orange. Some are blue. Some are yellow. Some are welcome to the human race. You'll see it in every parking lot. We're different shape. We're all made from the same material, the same God goo. 99.89%. 99.9% of all of our God goo is the same. 
It is in that one-tenth of one percent that is all the difference. We have roughly three billion genetic pairs, and one-thousandth of that would be three million genetic pairs. In those three million genetic pairs is everything that's different. We are far more similar than we are different. And so we got to realize we are a body. But we're not the body. We have one to get around. It's our vehicle. It's hard to get around Dallas-Fort Worth without a vehicle. It's hard to get around planet Earth without a vehicle. Without a vehicle, I would be called a spirit. I would be called an angel or a fallen spirit, which is a demon. So it is the inclusion of the body that keeps me from being solely a ghost, a spirit. So I am a spirit. I live in a body. I possess a consciousness. I can think. I can process. Since we are able to do that, since we are made in the God class, you might want to use your noggin, people. Quit being told what to do. If you don't use it, you lose it. The Bible is replete with information on the mind to focus only on those things that are good and pure. Romans 12, 2, the battle is in the mind to not think like everybody else, like this world, to think differently. You are different. You are set apart. You are holy. You're supposed to think different. You're supposed to focus only on those things that are good and pure. You're supposed to turn the other cheek. You're supposed to keep no record of wrong. Remember that? And so the spirit, though, is what connects us. The spirit is in essence who we really are. We can say all kinds of other things, but we are that spirit. And what you gotta ask yourself is this, what kind of spirit are you? Right? Are you loving? Are you bitter? Are you keeping a pound of flesh? Are you keeping a regular wrong? And just as if a man is a three-part being, Love is three parts. There's agape love, which is godly love. There's phileo love, which is brotherly love. There is eros, which is sexual love, which is not in the Bible. And there's storge, which is familiar love. So what is the love chapter? 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but I do not have love, I am a now, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and I have all faith so as to remove mountains but not have not love I am nothing if I give away all I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned but I have not love I gain nothing ready for this here's what love is love is patient love is kind love does not envy or boast it is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices within the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. But love never ends. And what you got to get is the battles in the mind. See, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It's our freedom. But you know what else it is? It's our responsibility. It's our hope. It's our disappointment. It's our choice. You see, we must understand the battle is waged in and for our hearts. However, the battle for our hearts is waged in the mind.
And so this week, I want to go into a week of deep dives by laying an intellectual foundation that the battlefield is in the mind. And whenever the Bible talks about the heart, it's not talking about that organ that pumps blood. It's talking about your center of focus. For where your heart is, there too is your treasure. See, David was a man after God's own heart. But his heart, David's, was broken, was wicked. The Bible is clear, pretty clear in Jeremiah that the human heart is irrevocably wicked. I think it's a Romans 5.12 that says, By one man, sin entered our DNA. Well, let's paraphrase. He entered our existence. And because of that, by only by one man. And so love, human style, is one thing. But love, God style, agape, is another thing. And so today I want to break down how the battlefield is in the mind. Matter of fact, it's actually something out there called fifth generation warfare. We're going to talk about that after the break. That the new battlefield, even with those opposing us, foreign governments, is the battle of the mind. It's called fifth generation warfare. After the break, we'll continue. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the, the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st. Details at likeitmatters.net. This is Ryan Anderson, president of the Ethics and Public Policy Center for townhall.com. Why can't they just go to another baker? That's the question many are asking after the most recent setback for Jack Phillips. Several years ago, Jack won 7-2 at the Supreme Court in a case involving his decision to not create custom wedding cakes celebrating same-sex relationships. Now he's lost at the Colorado Court of Appeals over a different cake, a happy gender transition cake with pink batter and blue frosting meant to symbolize and celebrate someone who claims to be a woman on the inside, but a man on the outside. But the Colorado Court ruled against Jack. We conclude that creating a pink cake with blue frosting is not inherently expressive. Baloney. The activist who asked for this particular cake went to Jack on purpose and told him what the cake was meant to express. That's why the activists won't go to another baker. They want Jack to bend the knee. At some point, the Supreme Court will need to put a stop to this. I'm Ryan Anderson. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. 
Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, uh, and I will be heading out to Dallas-Fort Worth on March 9th through 11th. I'll be in my next class in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, after that will be March 30th in Minneapolis. I love being up back up the Twin City. Matter of fact, we just uh, updated our brand new schedule. I got classes now all the way through August. I think we're coming back to Minneapolis the end of uh, the end of July as well. Uh, we got two dates scheduled in Las Vegas. Uh, I think it's uh, May. Uh, uh, no, June 2nd through 4th, uh, and then we got an August class as well. So uh, we do have our first leadership adventure in over five years. Yeah, about a year and a half, two years before COVID, uh, we had uh, our last uh, adventure, but now we have our next one. So March 2nd through 4th, uh, we got openings. I got, I think we have about seven people. Come on. It is incredible. It's a fun class of all the classes we have. I love to teach leadership adventure the most. So it's the second half of leadership awakening. It'll bring you right back to where you were when you finished class, uh, and then take you three levels beyond, uh, biggest kept secret we have is in adventure. You trust each other with your life. Uh, come on, all you listeners, people that went to Class Awakening, changed their life. The time is now for the next level uh, leadership adventure. Go to likeitmatters.net. can help you out. And for those of you that are interested in the spiritual peace, uh, I send out uh, Word of God every single day, and I explain it. I help with application uh, because gnosis is to know something uh, through book study or to know something on the surface. But epigenosis is to really, really know something. Uh, and uh, I want you to have epignosis when it comes to the Word of God. You want to know, have knowledge to the point of application. Because if you can't apply it, it's nothing more than Jeopardy knowledge. And the way you can get that, go to wayofwarrior.blog, B-L-O-G, wayofwarrior.blog. I post it every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I've been doing that for, I think, going on 12 years now. So I'm here to serve. That's what we do. And today, we're talking about the battlefield of the mind. Remember, man's a three-part being. We have a body. It's a machine. You got to know how to run the body. Just like any good construction company will tell you, the tools are only as good as the knowledge of the person wielding those tools. So we've all been given a body. Some people know how to use it better than others. Uh, it's a system. It's a machine. You've got to take care of the machine. But the body is run by the mind. The battle is in the mind. Whether you're talking about Ephesians 6 where Paul says to put on the whole armor of God, that to beware of the wiles of the enemy, or you're talking about 2 Corinthians 10 where Paul's talking about our, we don't wage war like everybody else. We don't wage war like the, the, the earth dwellers. We don't wage. The battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against spiritual forces, about demonic powers, about principalities. It's about what's going on in America today. Let's be honest. Uh, this is what fifth-generation warfare is. There is a war out there. 
And you guys that want to pretend it's not going on, you're crazy. Matter of fact, there's actually a term for it. It's called fifth-generation warfare. Fifth-generation warfare, look it up, is warfare that's conducted primarily through non-kinetic military action, such as social engineering, misinformation, cyber attacks, along with emerging technologies such as artificial intelligence, fully autonomous systems. Uh, it's phenomenal. You can look it up. Uh, Alex P. Schmid said that fifth-generation warfare is typified by its omnipresent battlefield. You know omnipresent means? That means everywhere. God is our omni-god, Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, El Elyon. He's the omni-god. He's omnipotent, all-powerful. He's omniscient, all-knowing. And he's omnipresent, all places. So listen to how Alex P. Schmid says that fifth-generation warfare is omnipresent battlefield. That means it's everywhere. Matter of fact, in the 1999 book, Unrestricted Warfare, by Colonels Kuo Yang and Wang Xingsu of the People's Liberation Army, they noted that in the years since the 1991 Gulf War, conventional military violence has decreased, which correlated to an increase in political, economic, and technological violence. Isn't that incredible? And so fifth-generation warfare, you ready for this? is all about information and perception. The 5GW, five-generation war, is a war of information and perception. Fifth-generation warfare technologies have advanced to the point that when applied correctly, their very use has been concealed. Isn't that incredible? In summary, 5GW, uh, fifth-generation warfare, is a war of information perception. It targets existing cognitive biases of individuals and organizations, creates new cognitive biases, in parentheses, social engineering, is different from classical warfare for the following reasons. Focuses on the individual observer, decision-maker, is difficult or impossible to attribute nature of the attack. It's concealed below what we will describe where current frameworks for warfare begin to unravel and what we can do next. Isn't that stunning? By the way, the first accidental fifth-generation conflict, the Arab Spring, uh, it represented a key turning point in warfare emerging in Tunisia in 2008, erupting across North Africa in 2010. The Arab Spring was the first conflict to be driven by social media, primarily Facebook and Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what's going on. And it's going on very effectively. And why does this matter? This is why you got to know how you work. This is why I do this radio show. This is why you need to lock on this radio show. You need to be here because the battle is in the mind. And if you lose the ability to think for yourself, which is what they want. And why does that matter? Because we're naturally confused creatures. I tell you, the number one weapon formed about us is confusion. And use the devil as an example. You know, the devil wants you to believe that he does not exist. Now, the second thing, if you actually believe that he exists, the second thing the devil wants you to believe is that he's this little dude on your shoulder, a caricature. I always tell people I counsel, whether it be CEOs of Fortune 100 companies, pastors, whatever, I know their proclivities. I know their patterns. I know their pains. Uh, I know what the devil knows, their weaknesses, what they're going to give into. And I always tell them, the devil, your enemy, the devil, is not going to show up as a dude in a red suit. For a lot of us, he's going to show up as a good-looking woman or a good-looking man. 
For a lot of us, he's going to show up on a way to make some easy money pretty quick. For a lot of us, he's going to show up in a way that you should do this or, oh, no, you shouldn't go to that training. That training's bad for you. Oh, no, you have all the reason. Your dog will get stolen. Your, your, your husband will do something to you, so you can't go to my training. So you've got to understand that the devil can't make you bad. He'll make you busy. So he uses confusion. And then he makes us busy. The world system. Remember, I share this all the time, information overload. Fast Company Magazine, uh, in an article in 2015, said this, quote, we've created a world with 300 exabytes of human-made information. Try processing all that. That was their quote. I know try is a bad word, but that's their quote because you can't process it all. 300 exabytes. Now, I did not know what an exabyte is. Maybe you guys are a lot smarter than I am. So I looked up an exabyte. You know what an exabyte is? An exabyte is 1,024 petabytes. But here's the problem. Guess what? I didn't know what a petabyte was. So then I had to figure out, oh, okay. So there are 1,024 terabytes. And I have heard the word terabyte just a couple times. So now I learned that there's 1,024 terabytes in a petabyte. Or if you want to go the next one down, there's gigabytes. I know gigabytes. There are 1 million gigabytes in a petabyte. And since there's 1,024 petabytes in an exabyte, and then there are 300 exabytes of human information. Anybody get that yet? So the human brain is loaded. Ready for this? 34 gigabytes of information daily. That's stunning. This deluge of information in modern times by the media and other information sources has led to a daily bombing of the average human brain, which such a large volume of information, which could overload even a powerful computer, according to the new U.S. scientific research. The study conducted by researchers at the University of California, San Diego, under Roger Bond, according to the British Times of London and Telegraph, believes that people are every day inundated with the account of 34 gigabytes of information. Wow. And it was conducted over uh, 2018 to 2019. I'm sorry, no. It was conducted a few years ago. This article was 2018. So this was probably done about 2015. That's just stunning. That's all the information. And remember, we were made already to be unconscious creatures. Remember, there's uh, four levels of learning. There's unconscious incompetence, where you don't know what you don't know. That's the beginning of learning. And then there's conscious incompetence. Now you know what you don't know, and you get start learning about it, which takes you to the third level of learning, which is conscious competence. Now you know what you know. You've got proficient in it. But then it's a passion year, so you become really good, and you go to the highest level of learning, which is unconscious competence, where you don't know what you know. A good friend of mine years ago, Mike Moody, who was 20 years my senior, used to always say to me, no, Black, I've forgotten more than you know. And he's technically true. How many of us have driven home before after work unconscious? We were mentally somewhere else, but we did all the things we were supposed to do. Our, our, we stopped, we turned, we blinkered, we passed, we merged, all that, but mentally we're somewhere else. Remember in the st- study of epigenetics, Caroline Leaf, uh, Bruce Lipton, Dr. Bruce Lipton, he says we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And Dr. Leaf says that we basically are poisoning ourselves. It's a toxic environment in most people's heads. That 87% of diseases are psychosymmetric. 
love is what you focus on all the time. Uh, Ruth Graham said one time, you know what marriage is? A marriage is the combining of two great forgivers. A good marriage is the combining of two great forgivers. See, we're talking about love. We're talking about battle of mind because you got to get through the heart to the heart. Through your head, people. It's in the head. The battlefield is in the mind. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith, and that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. It's, okay. but it's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Come to the Gun and Knife Show Friday night, February 17th, and all day Saturday, February 18th in Cannon Falls. Buy, sell, and trade new and used antique and modern firearms. Gun and Knife Show at the Grand O2 Event Center, Cannon Falls. Online at CrocodileProductionsInc.com. Every day we hear news about violent assaults, carjackings, and other acts of crime spiraling across the United States. Washington's answer is to confiscate your guns, but a new book from Regnery offers hope for a better solution. Professional firearms instructor and veteran gun store owner Larry Correa's new book, In Defense of the Second Amendment, pulls back the curtain on Washington's gun-grabbing agenda and how you can protect your rights as well as your family. Yet, In Defense of the Second Amendment, new from Regnery, available at Amazon.com. This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started. As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you are ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure, March 2nd through 4th and April 9th through 11th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And please, I need your help. We are working to get this radio show syndicated. This world needs this radio show. We're going to numb. We're not thinking for ourselves. We're being played players. We got to wake up. 
uh, before the woke destroy us all. It's a battle of the mind. So please, wherever you're listening to this radio station, uh, this show, go to your local radio station. I don't care who they are. Tell them about Like It Matters Radio. Tell them to pick it up. We're on the big satellite that radio stations uh, get data from and get shows from. Reach out to me. Let me know if someone's interested. I want to be in every state across this country by the end of the year. Please help us. We need your money, too. Go to likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit. You can donate to us, uh, you know, fees. It costs us $3,000 a month to be on the radio where we're at. It costs us, you know, about 700 uh, I don't know, what is it, about 500 bucks to be on the satellite. I got to create all this content. Man, we need your help. It's a battle for the minds, a battle for the will in these last days. So, uh, man, help us out. Help us out. There's a lot of things. We can make the change. Part of this radio show is about teaching you how you work. Why? Because you're being manipulated. A lot of you don't even know you're being manipulated. That's what fifth-generation warfare is. It's happening at the unconscious level. We are unconscious creatures. Remember, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. you got to get this. This is why it's a battle for our beliefs. This is why it's a battle of narratives. This is why social media is controlling what we listen to. I am off, I've been off, banned off uh, Facebook for now for a week, and I got about four more days. You know why? Because when the Chinese balloon was out there, I had a picture of the balloon up there, and then there was Hunter Biden in a diaper hanging on the balloon. And that was such an egregious affair. They, they uh, kicked me off for three days, and then I guess something I had posted. I'd been off three days, and then one of my posts I had posted before they kicked me off three days re showed up or something. And so then I got another week or 10 days suspension, even though I hadn't posted anything in three days because I was suspended. So it's 10 days all for this. And you know what I did? I opened up my Facebook. I still open up. You know what I saw today? A picture of a woman straddling a man fully naked. You can see the, you know, the exchange, if you will. Uh, and it was uh, my fans or whatever it's called. That was right there on Facebook. It was right there in front of me. It pulled up on my feed. And there I'm seeing X-rated video. Now, the reason they banned me from uh, Facebook for 10 days right there, because I crossed the sexual line. Because I sexually abused somebody by taking a picture of Hunter Biden in a diaper. Now, remember when Donald Trump, they put Trump in a diaper and flown him around. There's a big orange baby's fat, naked person with a diaper on. Everybody thought that was so funny. They'd have it up everywhere. That's fine. I just saw X-rated stuff on my feed right there. Didn't look for it. It wasn't advertisement. It was a feed right there on my feed where I'm watching X-rated stuff. It's a picture right there. I don't have to press anything. don't have to look for anything. It's right there in front of me. But yet my picture of Hunter Biden in a diaper, a playful picture, violated their rights about abusing someone with sexual content. And yet you all saw the stuff they have on there about kids and sex stuff all the time. All these naked women on there want to show you their sex videos all the time. I got to block this stuff, block this stuff, take my name off this stuff because all this. This is what I'm telling you. It's a battle of the mind. See, it's controlling the narrative. This is why I teach you how you work. Because what is a city? What is a family? What is a community? What is a country? It is nothing more than a makeup of a whole bunch of people. People are the microcosm of all civilizations. So if you learn how people work, then you can learn how communities work. You can learn how states work. You can learn how civilizations work. And when you can learn how they work... 
if you have ill-gotten gain, if you're uh, serving the wrong spirit, you can use it for personal gain. That's called manipulation. And manipulation by itself is not bad. It's the motive of manipulation. See, what people don't get is we're all going to be judged. The Bible says it's appointed for, uh, for man to die one time and then comes a judgment. And a lot of Christians think they're not going to be judged. Yes, we are. There are two judgment scenes. One's the white throne judgment of God. That's the great white throne judgment of God. That's a works-based judgment. Those people that stand before that, they chose not to follow after Christ. They chose not to accept the paid price of Jesus. They chose not to honor Jesus the Son. And so now they're standing in front of God the Father and saying, hey, I, I was a pretty good person. I'll go ahead and see if my works can get me in. And every one of those people, every single one, all 100% are going to hell. If Mother Teresa's standing there, she's going to hell. If the Pope is standing there, he's going to hell because that's a works-based judgment, and you can't work your way into heaven. It's, uh, it's a gift. You can't earn a gift. It's a free gift from God. However, there is a second judgment seat that for those who have accepted the paid price of Christ, you'll stand It's called the Bema seat. It's kind of like an Olympic judge's seat. See, in the Olympics, when you perform, you're judged. But you're not being judged whether to get in the Olympics. You're already in the Olympics. That's the difference. You're now being judged on do you get a medal? And if you do get a medal, do you get a gold, a silver, or a bronze? That's what the Bema seat of Christ is. You've already gotten into heaven based on what you've been justified by the blood of Jesus. But don't conflate two. Now you're being rewarded. You do have rewards in heaven. These are rewards. These are your role in the God's government. These are your, your home and all that based on what you did once you were saved. And it is workspace. He's going to figure out why did you do what you do, not just what you did, but why did you do. And so everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. Our belief systems are repeated over and over to us. They're called frames. Uh, they're called life stories. They're called scripts. This is all in transactional analysis, neurolinguistic programming, uh, cognitive behavioral uh, therapy. All of it's there. This is why I teach you science. And this is why it's a problem. We're now finding out uh, that we've been lied to a lot. And see, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. Transportation Secretary Peter Buttigieg focused on racial disparities in construction during a Monday conference. He said, during the National Association of Counties conferences, Buttigieg urged those in attendance to work with their contractors to build a workforce that reflects the community. Listen to this. We have heard way too many stories. Now, you're going out to Pete Buttigieg. We all met Pete Buttigieg. We're all telling him our personal stories, right? Because we have heard way too many stories from generations past. So he's listened to millions of people tell him from generations past of infrastructure where you got a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them. But everyone in the hard hats on that project doing the good paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. So what Pete's telling you is in black neighborhoods, all the people holding the signs should be black people. All the people driving the trucks should be black people. So in Pete's world, all the white neighborhoods, all the people working in white neighborhoods should be white. And then in the brown neighborhoods, all the Hispanic or Puerto Rican or uh, whatever, uh, those are that everybody in there should be only – isn't that racism? Isn't that segregation? Isn't that – but notice how this whole thing is victimhood mentally. We've heard way too many stories from generations past, listen, where you got a neighborhood – Often one of color. Now listen, that finally sees the project. So listen what's built in there. These poor black people. Poor black people get nothing. 
They're left homeless. They're left with no projects in their towns. Nobody cares about them because they're black. Amazing. I'm still surprised that had some people, when I pointed to the fact that if a highway was built for the purpose of dividing a white and black neighborhood, or if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids to a beach, or that would have been in New York was designed too low for it to pass by, that that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. And yet he's using the same racism. Now we're supposed to teach that all white people are evil and all black people are victims. Why does this matter? Because everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. Because Dr. Adler said by the time a child is five years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. Do you hear this? John Fetterman, the U.S. Senate guy, hears voices like the teacher in Peanuts after struggles to adjust to Senate life. Newly elected Senator John Fetterman described a severe hearing disability as causing him to hear the voice of the teacher from Peanuts, uh, and he's hearing voice in the head. The senator is hospitalized after experiencing lightheadedness Wednesday. So here's a guy that no one was allowed to bring up the fact that he wasn't capable of doing this job. But millions of people, Oprah Winfrey, went out to tell you, you got to vote for John Fetterman. All they cared about was a vote for abortion. That's all they cared about. They didn't care about this guy's health. They didn't care about the people of Pennsylvania. All they cared about was a vote for abortion, a vote for LGBTQT. See, this is what's going on all this week. We're going to talk about the FBI has found a way to declare Christians as criminals, federal whistleblower. The FBI is targeting Catholics who attend Latin Mass. And because you attend a Latin Mass, you're a criminal. If you don't get a New York City teacher who didn't get the, her, uh, her COVID shot, she got fired. And her fingerprints were sent to the FBI on a, to be on a watch list. This is what's happening. This is what's going on with people. This is why people are scared. They're concerned. They don't know where to turn. The battlefield is the mind, ladies and gentlemen. It's time we start winning that battlefield. That's what Like It Matters Radio is about. You're under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, does. You know what the best thing about all the snow on my roof is? What's that? Well, it hides the fact that I need a new roof. Well, there is that. Call JTR Roofing. JTR will give you an estimate and get your project on their calendar ASAP this spring. But there's a bunch of roofing and siding companies. Why should I call JTR? Check out their online reviews, like this one. I was able to get everything repaired at a great value. JTR Roofing Service is above and beyond. I highly recommend them. Yeah, okay. Or this one. We're very pleased with the work JTR Roofing did. The quality and professionalism was outstanding. They did the job in one day and had everything cleaned up as well. Hmm. Locally owned JTR Roofing stands behind their work, and they'll be around for you in the years to come. JTR Roofing. Sounds like I better give them a call. Visit JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. JTR Roofing, windows, siding, and gutters. JTRRoofingInc.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.